have to win there. Painter understands it. Oh, anybody! God, I can't see the masses! Trying to save it. Jump ball here. And kept in play by Edwards. What a great numbers. Take the numbers. Edwards steps it in. going on boiler nation it is thursday january 11th and you are listening to another episode of the boiler breakdown podcast uh if you've listened to us for a while you know that i'm not the one normally talking that's because mm-hmm. our fearless leader tanner could not make it tonight so you've got andrew right here we are you are stuck with us tonight andrew how you doing cold you know uh, got a lot of snow on the ground up here in wisconsin so so what are you guys up to so far I think we've got like five inches and there's about a foot coming Jeez. tomorrow. That's what they say. So it was like 40 degrees here in Indy today. Yeah. So yeah, it's like 30, but it's going to be cold starting tomorrow. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, Just doing everything we can sorry. to, uh, so 14 inches now starting at, okay. uh, 5 a.m. tomorrow. Doing all we can to avoid talking about the inevitable, which was obviously actually since last time we had an episode, which I know Andrew couldn't do it last week. Boilers have had two games; uh, both have been interesting in their own way. Um, the first one being last Friday night when a top ten matchup at Mac Arena happened between Illinois Fighting Illini and the Boilermakers, um, in which the Boilers saw came out on top after making it incredibly interesting towards the end. Uh, winning yeah. 83 78 after being up 15 at the half, being up as much as what 21 at 21. one point mm-hmm. in the second half. Um, obviously, some things happened towards the end of that game that made it a little more interesting. And then, uh, obviously, the debacle that was Tuesday night up, or I guess over in Lincoln, where the Boilers fell to the Cornhuskers uh, 88 to 72. So, just kind of a old fashioned butt whooping. Um, yeah. Start on a more cheery note, talking about the Illinois game. Um, yeah, Tanner and I talked last week going into the game. I thought there was quite a there's a lot of interesting storylines, whether or not they're actually interesting to other people. <laughs> I guess remain to be seen. <laughs> um, obviously you had the elephant in the room of you know Dre Gibbs Lawhorn coming to Mackey for the first time as a you know, as a kid growing up in Lafayette who you know committed was committed to Purdue at one point, um, committed to Purdue for quite a while and obviously ended up decommitting and eventually committing to Illinois. Didn't really play a whole lot. Um, obviously got the the booze that you would expect for a kid who was once committed um, to get. Um, didn't really do a whole lot. And then I thought there was the you know storyline of um, Lance Jones and Domask being former teammates at Southern Illinois. How, I, how, like, how did Southern Illinois not, not turn win their team? conference? <laughs> yeah, like right. how did they not win their conference? Like. Uh, yeah, yeah. he dominated like he Purdue didn't have much of an answer for him at all, and he's dominated multiple games too, which is crazy. Um, and that thought, I mean, this one was probably the the lesser of the three, but then you've got obviously Luke Goody being former high school teammates for a year with Fletcher Lawyer and being AAU teammates with with um uh, Caleb first, um, obviously being an Indiana kid. So there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of things that tie these two programs together besides the fact that they're the the closest 
uh, Big Ten rival by uh, by by physical distance. Um, it maybe correct me if I'm wrong. It feels like Purdue has dominated the series for the last like five years. Uh, in a way, there was a stretch. Um, like it seemed like when they had Kofi, there were always like battles. But I just remember, I'm just remembering the good ones. It just seems like pretty well. There was the came out on top. I think it was the COVID year where no one was allowed in. I believe Illinois came in and just absolutely wiped the floor with Purdue. Okay. Um, I think that was that was the last. And then we also went yeah, to Champagne and got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It went to Champagne and we got whooped up there too. But I remember the I think we scored like thirty seven points. That was the game that um I believe that was the game that Sasha got stepped on, I think. Oh, um, who was that? What was that guy? I don't know. And we I couldn't remember his name last week either. Um but I think that was the year. And then obviously the next year, <laughs> Ivy being a sophomore, Edie being a sophomore, um, there was the was it overtime, double overtime, thriller in Champagne? It was on Martin Luther King Day at like one o'clock PM. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said last week, I was uh, I had posted up at our great sponsor, Mad Mushroom, up in over in, in, on Purdue campus. I watched that game there. I was totally w- working for sure during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they came to Mackey later in the year after being the game being postponed because of Michigan's stupid COVID situation. That game got pushed back, which allowed me to cause me to have to miss it because of work travel um but that was a game that purdue kind of dominated ivy kind of just took over in the second half um and then last year we didn't go to champagne um but we had i mean it was almost a carbon copy of this year's game where purdue mm-hmm. got a big which is what illinois did a lot last year and that team was just such a train wreck when it, and it came to personalities and all they that. Always, they, it they, seems like it seems like they always they, they would get down they, they had so many games where they would get down 10 15 points um, look like you know they had not a chance in the world, and they would come storming back. Well, not the win was was another thing, but I think Illinois actually came back and took the lead in last uh-huh. year's game, and oh, Purdue yeah. was able to was able to hang on and fight through, um, which was I mean, pretty similar to this year. Um, you know, there was a lot going into it. Obviously, both teams were this was the first top ten matchup in Mackey since uh, January first, twenty ten, when uh, West, West Virginia. Virginia came mm-hmm. in, um, which was I was at that game, lucky enough, and that was again one of the loudest times I've ever heard Mackey, um, you know, Purdue just dominated them. Boat race that West them yeah. yeah. Then West Virginia team went on to the final four along with and, Butler. And Huggins. <laughs> like, oh my God. I remember that press conference. Huggins was like, we're just tired. Yeah. Purdue's not 20. No, that's tired. right. I forgot about I that. Like, yeah. Okay. I forgot about that. Um, so there's a lot going into the game and then really, I mean, the game started and I mean, from the jump, Trey Kaufman Wren was like a man on a mission. Like, I, I feel like I hadn't seen him play like that. I mean, I, I obviously I missed the um, Maui game, so I don't know if he had played similar to that. But I feel like this was probably one of his best games. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, eight of, 8 of 12 and 6 of 7 from the free throw line. Um, yeah. He, he only got credited with four rebounds, but it felt like he had eight rebounds in the first I thought he had like minutes. 15 at one point. Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like he had like All he got what, every he, rebound. He tipped a bunch out and extended plays that he didn't he didn't get credit for the rebound, but ended up in Purdue's hands. I don't know. Yeah. I felt like – and I thought you got credited for those. I thought that's how Edie got to like 15, but maybe he was tipping them <laughs> all to Edie. I don't know. Um, yeah, but he – It he sure was felt like he was getting everything. Yeah. Yeah. This, he was just outworking everybody. Um, Illinois couldn't score for the first like five minutes, and pretty got up pretty got up to like to I feel like it was like a 10 1 lead pretty fast. Um, yeah, it, they were up, um, 
47 to 32 at the half. Um, first half. Let's see here. Yeah, it looks um, like Purdue got up 20 to four, eight minutes into the game. Illinois scored four okay. points the first seven and a half, eight minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the first half, Purdue shot um, uh, 14 of 35 from the field, seven of 10 from three, though. So they shot yeah. 70% from the first half, um, whereas Illinois shot 11 of 31 from the field, three of 10 from the from the free or from the three point line. Um, those were pretty much flip flop in the second half as Purdue shot 52% from the field, but only, but two of nine, so only 22% from three in the second half, whereas Illinois shot 15 of 30 from the field. So 50%. And then they were five of nine from three in the second half. So 55 and a half percent, um, both teams shot, uh, Purdue was right at 80% from the free throw line. Illinois was 85, 18 of 21. Uh, but obviously the big story with Purdue was the fact that they had what back-to-back miss one and ones with Trey and yeah. Edie. Uh, Edie went 0 for 3 from the line. You know, wasn't Edie's best game. It was the first time, I guess, since, what, Tennessee that he has been in foul trouble, serious foul trouble. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he only, played, uh, he only played like 10 minutes the first half, 23 yeah. minutes total. And even at that yeah. point, I think when he went out, Illinois went on a run a little bit and put and got it to like four minutes. It was like four, yeah. And then, and all then of a sudden, Purdue pushed it to 15. Yeah, with, without Edie on the floor. I mean, obviously, yeah. you want National Player of the Year out there, but I mean, they played pretty well without him. Um, I didn't notice it as much in the Illinois game because Purdue was hitting threes and were up comfortably until the last mm-hmm. like four minutes. But Edie only got five shots. And then I noticed it more at the Nebraska game where I think we were texting about the whole time. I was like, it was just, I guess we can talk about that later, but it just lack of usage almost like obviously teams are game planning to take him away and make other Mm -hmm. beat him. So obviously coaches know who Zach Eady is now. Um, Right. But still like, I don't know. Like now, like it just, it just seems way more at looking at after watching Nebraska. It's like, he's got to get the ball. Like every other, he's got to touch the ball like every time down. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Purdue from a defensive standpoint, I thought was interesting because they put uh, Edie on Illinois point guard Ty Rogers and gave him the no gel Eastern treatment of <laughs> shoot it, man. Because <laughs> I think he's what he's made. I think he shot one three pointer his entire career and missed it, or so, it was something like that. He hasn't shot one all year, um, so they stuck Edie. Essentially, he was just like a one man zone, um, just kind of parked his he... big butt in the paint and didn't move. Uh, so um, I'm just looking his, for his career. He has not made a three. Yeah. And he, um, yeah, he shot 38 so from the free throw line last year. So Ooh, I don't remember him. I still remember him having that rough. Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, that was huge. It'll be interesting to see moving forward. Like even like tonight, does uh, Michigan state do that to him as well? Uh, when they play to get to each other tonight it, at nine o'clock it, Eastern. I, maybe uh, I don't watch, maybe I don't watch enough of like other big 10 teams. It seems like painter has a couple of those. Cause wasn't it, which one of Fran's kids did Purdue do that to at Iowa? And then he always would shoot like five threes and he'd go 0 for 5. I think it was so Connor. Purdue, it left Connor, I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, that sounds right. Purdue would like beg him to shoot. And he, yeah, his, he his, made like his, one in his like time at Purdue. Yeah, his career against Purdue was like, he was probably, he had to have been sub 20%. Like, he was not afraid to chuck it either. Yeah. Who he's now dating Caitlin Clark, who's an incredible shooter. So I'm not sure what the hell that's going, what's going on with that. But. Um, but I mean, it was, a you know, kind of a pretty got up big in the second half, you know, it kind of, I feel it was like that 10 minute mark was like, you know, a lot of people were like, and I had, you know, obviously we have a good Illinois friend who was texting and I have some coworkers who were big Illinois fans like, oh, this game's over. And I'm like, you not remember last year's game? Like, obviously I think, you know, Purdue's better, but so is Illinois, I think, even without Terrence Shannon. Um, 
And sure enough, Illinois kind of made a little run. Purdue got a little lackadaisical, I felt like. There was a couple – there was a stretch where, like, Braden had, like, two bad turnovers in a row. There was one where it, um, I think he wanted Trey to do something, and Trey didn't – I think Trey thought he was going to shoot, but he didn't. He was going to pass the Trey, and it was a turnover. And then there was one time I think Braden, like, almost went up to shoot and then passed it. And, it was a, and like, no – like, Caleb wasn't even looking because he thought he was shooting. Yeah. So it just went through out of bounds. Um, so that happened, and then obviously Illinois Domas just kind of played booty ball and dominated first. I mean, there was, I think it was a stretch where like they made every single shot they took toward down the stretch. Yeah, uh, Ethan Morgan came with a big steal down the down the stretch as well, and then obviously the the big play was when uh, Lance Jones was called for a flagrant. Um, oh I still yeah, don't know um, how that was a flagrant because um, it wasn't called. It wasn't even called a foul on the on the floor. Um, you know, Mason. Oh yeah, the box out. Coleman yeah, Hawkins. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I, yeah, I, right, my TV was down because my wife was on the phone, so I was trying not to be loud. So I didn't really hear what was going on, but I know, but Coleman Hawkins knocked the ball out of uh, Mason's hands, and I, that's what I think. It's, I thought they were looking. I don't know if they were looking at that. If they actually were looking at the foul, um, but the fact that they, because you can't, because you can't, you can't go to the monitor and then just call a common foul. So the only way you can just upgrade it to a player, yeah. Like what they did. A, yeah. I so don't, I don't. I mean, yeah, I get it. I get it's a player safety thing, but also I have yeah. no idea what Lance Jones is supposed to do there. So he's right. He's getting he's boxing out, and the guy jumps over him. Right, and Robbie Robbie Hummel on his Goodman and Hummel podcast this week made a good point because he had like back to back. I mean, this is now actually going including yeah. last uh, last night Tuesday. or Tuesday nights. Priest had three games in a row with, with a player getting a flagrant foul, and Robbie had that in terms of calling games where he had like there was a Michigan State game he was calling um, the Purdue. Uh, Illinois game, and, and there was one other game. Oh, it was Kansas. Uh, the Kansas game. IU? No, it was like, it was, oh, it was Kansas, Kansas um, TCU, where TCU got oh, screwed because okay. Hunter drew a, got, drew yeah, a flagrant foul, yeah. and it completely yeah. changed the game. And he, Robbie kind of went off about just like, you know, yes, he understands this for player safety, but also like, it's getting a little out of control. Like, it is a, it's a physical game. I mean, like for Lance, he was blocking out, blocking out a guy who was like, Six 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 eight, maybe even six ten, and Lance is six foot. So it's like he's throwing all of his weight into this dude, just trying to survive. Because that's what you're supposed to do, exactly. And then and it's like this he guy jumps. To, yep. Yeah, this guy jumps. He's and like, what's, his yeah, momentum he's gonna, is just carrying him backwards. Yeah. Like, so that was really frustrating. I, if they had yeah, called it, if they had called it a foul on the floor, I would have left I it as is. Like, I would have been like, I'm like, that's stupid, but I guess like, okay, I get it. Flagrant yeah. is just he, absolutely ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, he undercut him, whatever. When especially in the fact earlier in the game where Mason went for a rebound, was airborne, and a Illinois guy clearly like extended yeah. his arm and pushed yeah. him, and and they reviewed that, and it was nothing. So it's like the fact that that was nothing, but um, well, and then it gets to they mentioned Gillis's flagrant. I mean, maybe I didn't. I was, I had I was working and had it up like on my like computer and I wasn't watching or listening that much. I know I could see like Gillis did like go he's in from a little bit, yeah, he, but yeah. still like I yeah, stupid. Yeah, it's a, yeah. I, they gotta do something because I feel like we're just seeing tons of flagrants that are not going you know, that are not going Purdue's way. First of all, but also like, I just think just in basketball in general, like in college yeah, basketball pretty in general, neat. we're seeing a ton that are like yeah, like that are pretty suspect. And then, um, and then Edie gets like two hand pushed and nothing. And they don't even call it. Right. Foul. Yeah. Like yeah, he's getting, yeah two hands touchy, in the back or... It's like too touchy with the, with the flagrants. And then you've got the Purdue Tennessee game where it's basically like football. Right. And like, they're not calling anything. 
It's like yeah. it's not a player safety thing, I guess, if you're like, oh, we're going to get out of the game, but then we're going to let you beat up on everybody. Right. Other time. Yeah. Or like I, I saw people in message boards last night saying, you know, there was, you know, obviously Purdue losing to Nebraska. Uh, Houston loses the same night as Purdue. Mm-hmm. So one, two, and then last night, uh, number, number three, Kansas goes down number five. Um, who's number five? Uh, somebody went down as UConn, well. Not UConn. No, um, UConn's four. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm totally blanking. Um, but people are saying like all those games weren't, weren't nearly as physical as the Purdue as the Nebraska game. Um, but nevertheless, Purdue got the win on Friday, um, and it, the what was making me mad because obviously, like obviously, the ending wasn't great on Purdue side. But I think yeah, I, I thought Brian Hubert said it pretty well that that was a ten point game disguised as a five point game because just because of how the how the last. Minute well, ended. yeah, and then you've got Hawkins three that put it to three, right? That was yeah, three, yeah. Keep with like twelve three. seconds left when Purdue honestly should have had a shot clock violation. Yeah, that they let it run out, and then it ends up with a run out three that had they stopped, Purdue sets the defense, and then right, maybe they take yeah. a three, but it's not that quickly, yeah. and maybe it's it's not as I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like the the narrative after the game was like. I mean, Purdue had won, you know, just being a top 10 team, you know, at home, obviously, yes, they're without their best player, but they've proven to be, I mean, so far without it, they've been proven to still be pretty good. Um, I feel but like also, it was also like Edie's like worst game of the season right. too. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that, yeah, the national player of the year, I mean, people always say, you know, Purdue is, isn't good without Edie. Well, first, well, no they shit. got up, they got up <laughs> 20. Yeah. They got up 20 without him basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously he had, 50, he had 10 and 15, which is a horrible game. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, it was worst game of the season, and it was still a double double. Um, yeah. and he was what five for five from the field. Uh, he was yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, five of five, zero of three from the free throw line, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was really probably the only thing you could have you know taken away from it. The fact, I mean, for one, you look at Trakeoff and Ren and Lance Jones, both are you know sixty percent or worse free throw mm-hmm. shooters, and they went uh, thirteen for fourteen. Uh, yeah. Between the and, two, so and like didn't miss Kaufman didn't miss until the last like minute. So I mean it was right big it, at the time when he made it in a row. And, yeah. Yeah. I only one and one missed. Yeah. And um, I think he actually I think he missed twice because didn't they have yeah, uh, a lane lane violation? <laughs> yeah and he missed again. Yeah. Yeah. So when they, when they had I was like, okay, he'll be fine now. He's got you know he gets another chance like, you know, he got it and he missed it. I'm like, well apparently not. And then I mean, shout out to because it was that, and then Domask was doing really well towards the end, and then thankfully, I think Fletcher hit two free throws at the end. His only two free throws of the game, um, yeah, kind of get us up six, which helped, or didn't maybe get us up five. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so that ended. Um, and then obviously Tuesday matchup with Nebraska came in. Um, Sierra, that Pinnacle Bank's pretty awesome, even without students, even for a team that's pretty even mediocre, really. Even though Robbie was caught on the hot make before the game, <laughs> that he was pretty disappointing crowd, and then it filled in late, I guess. But yeah, obviously a lot of weather had to had to do that. Purdue had to go out there a couple days early, and yeah, just Purdue just came out kind of flat. Uh, I mean, I, I missed the very beginning because my wife was watching the end of the IU game right before it, um, and so yeah, Purdue got the first play Purdue got the ball and essentially just threw it right out of bounds to start the game, kind of yep. probably right off the tone, yep. right off the um, which was one of our 14 turnovers for the game. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. 14 was the wrong number. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then... <coughs> it was uh, 
Yeah, it was a slow start, and then I think they hit. I don't know. I think I was putting Dalton down, so I missed it. But I, I was getting the text as well from you guys, from you and Tanner. I think when I we went to put Dalton down, I think Purdue was down like ten. I think when I came back out, and they were only down one or something. But then it seemed like whenever Purdue cut it back to one or tied, Nebraska would go on like an eight zero run in about forty two seconds. Yeah, it felt like even in the first second, Nebraska got up, and then. Purdue clawed their way back and kind of – I don't know if they took the lead. I thought I was just going to look. In the oh, first I, half, they did. They led for a decent amount of the first half, actually. Yeah. There's only two lead changes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because uh, once Purdue got the lead, Nebraska took it right back. Um, and, yeah, Purdue kind of just like – as they've kind of have been prone to do, you know, they had a couple turnovers that were not great. That You know, uh, you know I've always heard, you know, it's, it's – not all turnovers are created equal. You know, it's, you know, a charge is not as much different than a pick six turnover. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Nebraska got a couple of those, t- coupled with you know, tight well, end then, yeah. nailing the three. So it was like, yeah, it was like, it was like they went from you know Purdue yeah. being up you know two or maybe down like one or two to all of a sudden they're down ten. And like it, yeah, and then they and, found themselves. That, yeah, go ahead. Well, then Purdue went like six minutes without scoring. So they didn't. So they, 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 they went up 30 to 28 with three and a half minutes to go in the first half. And then it stayed. We did score the rest of the, they, the half. Yeah, Purdue, they, Purdue they, scored their first bucket with 18 minutes and 20 seconds left in the second half. Frank Cameron Day. He said this earlier, but I assume he's talking about the, the Nebraska game. It was both like a bunch of full of Cam, <laughs> full of Cam Allen. <laughs> uh, can't disagree. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, so down 11 at half. Um, really nothing was going right. Edie had some foul trouble again. Um, pretty weak, pretty weak fouls if I remember. Yeah, there's one there was he got on an offensive rebound that I feel like he does every single time and it's hardly ever called. And then for some reason that one was. Um, and then yeah, second half started. Purdue kind of started pretty good. Uh, you saw I didn't see the start, so I, I assumed these were line changes. But he started Cam Heidi and yeah. Mason Gillis in the second half. Yeah, um, which I thought was good because Cam had played, you know, pretty solid first half, and then Gillis. Gillis was the only reason why we weren't down twenty. And yeah, he hit he four it. threes, I think, right? Yeah, three or four three. Yeah, he hit five. It was five of ten from three on the game, and I think he hit four of eight in the first three half. Or four, or yeah, they were. Um, ch- yeah, so, yeah. Edie wasn't getting touches, or they were doing a good job of kind of almost. They were like triple teaming him. him. Every yeah. time he had two guys on, and every time he caught it, they had a third guy that would collapse, and they. I mean, it was. Good defense, but still, I don't know. And yeah. then they got – then Purdue started chucking. I mean, Purdue shot 33 threes. Yeah. And then they shot pretty well. I mean, 39%. Like, I mean, usually if you ask – Isn't bad. You know, two, 30%, yeah. I'll take it. But just in context, like, you look at um, – Purdue's a team that, you know, shoots a lot of free throws, and they shot 15, which isn't – I mean, it's below their average. It's mostly because, obviously, they're not getting the ball down low. Edie couldn't get the ball um, or and he was out. Nebraska, uh, Nebraska, Nebraska shot 19. Has Purdue had more – is, it one, is there been any other game, I guess, where an opponent has shot more free throws than Purdue? I'm sure there's been a couple times this year. Maybe in, like, maybe Tennessee. I'm not sure. And, um, I mean, and, like, I guess not even complaining about the refs and saying that. It was more of just, like, look at the Purdue took 33 threes. It was like, yeah, when, that was like the Alabama game thing. when yeah. when Alabama was complaining that Purdue shot so many more free throws. It's like, well, you took 45 three-pointers. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hard to get to the line when you don't drive. Um, yeah. I said, yeah, Purdue had 14 turnovers for the game, which, I mean, isn't great, but it's not the worst we've had. Um, but, like you I said, they happened at horrible times. Horrible times, yeah, because, I mean, Purdue kind of came out in the second half, and, like, by the 
you know, by the 14 minute mark, it cut the lead to one, which is awesome. Yep. I thought, okay, this is okay. This is, here we go. Like, you know, they're fooling around the first yeah, half. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah, yeah, settled in. Yeah, yeah. Which I I feel like I, I, I feel like I curse this because in the – Northwestern game when Purdue got to overtime, I think I tweeted something like, "All right, play time's over." You know, yeah, yeah. And we lost, and then we cut it to one, and I said, "Okay, play time's over." <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna stop tweeting that because I'll take out the uh, uh, chest tap. That was my bad. Um, I'll take the take the L on that one. Um, but as Nebraska did, like as soon as Purdue got to one, they just like again, it was all of a sudden, boom, 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 couple threes, a uh, couple turnovers by Purdue, and. You know, and I mean, credit to Nebraska, they were white hot. I mean, there, there, I feel like there wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of wide open threes for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there was a couple of times Tomonaga had, had Cam Heidi, had Lance Jones, like in his shorts. Yeah. And he was just, I mean, I love the kid. I mean, he's just, as Newbert says, he's the most dangerous player in the Big Ten, which I definitely agree because he is an absolute game wrecker. If he's on, like, watch out. I saw him do it to Indiana, you know, a couple nights before where he was just unconscious. <laughs> And then there was that corner that there was a couple of corners that were not mattering, but I swear the guy's foot was on the line. And they never I, I thought the same. Like I two, thought there, there was, was at least two. There was one that I was like, the guy was three feet away, and like he didn't raise up his hand. Like they're supposed to ignite yeah. one three, they put it up right away, right? Yes, he didn't. Yes. The guy was three feet away. Either they, they don't, didn't. they do the three, they don't, which means a two, or they'll like they'll like signal like we're he didn't do anything. Back. Like yeah, he, he didn't, didn't do anything. anything. So I'm like that's a two, um, and then the scoreboard put it up at three, and I'm like okay, they have to review that one. Yeah, and, and there was like a timeout, and then I was like, okay, they're going to for review, and they came back and nothing. They like, didn't or or maybe maybe they did, and then the announcers didn't tell us. I don't yeah. know, but that's true. They, um, but yeah, that corner they like, and the thing is too, like all their threes, like they were just absolute money. There was no like rattling them home or anything like that. Like it was just, I feel like the hoop was fifteen feet wide. Um, you had that fifty three. Mm-hmm. I love his hustle. Um, he's got the huge like huge hair. He hits a three, which I'm pretty sure in the end game I didn't see him shoot once, aside from free throws, which he was awful at. So I thought there's no way this guy could shoot. I think he shoots like 25%. He nailed a three, which kind of spelled trouble uh, for mm-hmm. Purdue. But yeah, in in the end, you know they shoot um, 14 of 23. 14 of 23 for 60. Uh, was it 60? 61%. Yep. Uh, so it's hard to be a team when they do that. Yeah, and I I don't know it's. I think someone posted online that like you look through everybody. I don't think it was everybody. All of the eight players. So there's seven guys that hit a three for Nebraska. All of them, obviously, when you shoot 61% of the team, but all of them were above their season percentage. Average. And I was comparing that with was that the Butler Marquette game last night. I was talking this before. Marquette went five of 31 from three, and like they were pretty open and i I, i've only really watched marquette when they when purdue played them i was like i think they can't be that bad of shooting team so i looked it up and yeah they had tyler colick probably all american marquette's fifth that's the team who lost marquette no they're 11th they're 11th although that's right you're right you're right my bad my bad yeah it's uh it was tennessee tennessee was five they lost oh yeah you're right yeah but uh look at that so tyler tyler colick who shoots 38 percent, and then cam jones who shoots 37 percent or something they want to combine one for 17 at home wow. last night yeah. against Butler. Great for Butler. So that's what, I mean, that's why Butler won by seven, but like yeah. just polar opposite. Yeah. I don't know. I was just like, just watching the Nebraska game where they couldn't miss and everybody was way above their averages. Obviously, if you're yeah. and then you go to the polar opposite where Marquette shoots 16% way under season averages. And then they thought, oh, it evens out, I guess. But it's like a stupid. Yeah. yeah. That masked kid, number 51, who had the. 
Yeah. Little Kleenex in his nose. He busted his face on Fletcher Lawyer's face. So he was a killer. They couldn't really stop he, him. I don't think he he was more in the first half. Did he do that much in the second half? I thought he. I know he missed a couple threes in the second half. I think he hit, like, he hit two. I don't even I remember. Thought they were on I feel the like first half. Feel like everybody I think, did something. Yeah, it felt like Tominaga took over more in the second half, and that mass was. So did CJ Wilcher, who hasn't really done much yeah. with against Purdue in his career. He was uh, four or five. Or sorry, he was. Four or five from the field, three or four from three, five or five from the line for sixteen points. Um, he played yeah. nineteen minutes. Um, yeah, it was just it was just one of those nights um, for Purdue. Um, Purdue had one fast break point. Um, I'm not sure how that's possible, considering missed a free throw. Must have been a, yeah. Which I I, this, I, guess, uh, I guess I didn't realize that free throws were considered fast break points. You get a yeah, I know. Fast break. Yeah, they had thirteen. Um, Purdue had 24 bench points, and that was mostly because Mason Gillis. Gillis, yeah. You know. um, I mean, Purdue had one, two, three, four, five guys in double figures. Um, the Braxton only had four. Like as, mu- as much as Purdue struggled, I mean, yeah, they shot 39% from three. If if Nebraska shoots average, they shoot their average. Of, it's I probably, think, no, someone literally said if they shoot their average is. for if they shoot their average for how many attempts they average a game. There was that would have been six less makes, which is eighteen points, which is exactly or like yeah. it was eighteen points. Yeah. Which there's the game, like uh-huh. yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's just I mean, there's some rotations. Obviously, there were issues, but um, I mean, the grand scheme of things, I'm mean, not say grand scheme of things, but you know, I, it got to the point like I wasn't super mad by the Yanks. It was just like you know, Northwestern game. I was irate just because of how pretty lost it. But this is kind of one of those games where it was like it was just like. You know, when Tominaga's hitting step back threes with a guy with, with you know, a 6 2 guy in his face, you know, it's one thing. It's, you know, it's, I can't really be too mad at that because it's just the guy's just on a heater. Um, but what makes me the most mad um, is just because now Purdue's got two losses in the Big Ten. Um, yeah. And they're not, I, and they're not against, and they're not against like, you know, Michigan State you know, or Michigan State, Illinois, yeah, Wisconsin. It's, 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 yeah. I think I think I, mean, I think Nebraska now. I mean, I've watched them a couple times now. I think they could be a legit turning team. Um, they've got. I mean, usually when you think of Fred Hoiberg teams, it's it's you know a whole new roster every single year. It's what he did, but he's got a lot of guys back from last year, so he's got some continuity plus some new guys. And I think they could be. And it's a, they've got a great home atmosphere. Um, the Big Ten as a whole is just pretty mediocre. I, mean, I think going. That's, to, yeah, that's why I wouldn't be as worried about the Big Ten, just because I think the road is just going to get so brutal yeah. for everyone. I hope. Yeah, actually, you look at, um, you know, with the Illinois game, you know, that gave them their first loss, which, you know, was proved tied with them for, like, second place because Wisconsin had a loss, and then Wisconsin goes on the road to Ohio State last night um, and just takes care of business, which is really frustrating because now – They were, cause they at, were down, though, right? Wasn't, didn't know how yeah, they were down. That one. Yeah. Yeah, and then this guy took over in the second half, and then they pulled away late. Um, but I know like Wisconsin, they don't have to play, they don't have to play at Illinois, so they, they avoid that tough place to play. I, know they, I mean, they play obviously Purdue gets them twice, they go to I think they get Indiana twice. Um, I don't know about Michigan yeah. States, but um, you just always hear, you know, this one they play so, so Purdue they play at Purdue on March 10th, this it's year, their last game, their last game it's of the year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that if it, it'll matter, maybe it doesn't matter. Hopefully, hopefully, but they're, 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 already won, but yeah, yeah, the remaining road games are not super challenging. I'd say at Penn State, at Minnesota, at Nebraska, at Michigan, at Rutgers, at Iowa, at IU, at Purdue. Yeah, 
Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it's, it's, I feel like every year, you know, people make assumptions like from the first thing, you know, first couple games. I mean, even last year, like for the first handful of games, you know, everyone's like, oh, Purdue's going to win this game, win this conference by, you know, they're going to win it by mid February. <laughs> and it obviously came yeah. down to the last couple of games. But um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's obviously, it's Big Ten's always a dogfight. I'm not even sure what there's a game going on right now between two stellar players. Michigan. Yeah. Oh, it's actually okay. Up. It's uh, they're up. Michigan's up forty three, forty two. They were up like twelve. Um, which Michigan? Yeah, Maryland's. They were up twelve at halftime, and yeah, Maryland's cut it to now two. So for me, sidebar, just talking about laughing at Michigan because I can't laugh at their football program because they just won national championship, which was not fun to watch. Um, but their basketball program, mm-hmm. I don't understand what's going on at all with anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you first you start off with obviously there was the whole. Um, John Howard, Howard and heart surgery, which obviously you know take his time away, but then like he was on the bench but not coaching, which I didn't understand. It's like I if, you know, about that, yeah, yeah, you don't want to be around the atmosphere because it's probably too putting too much stress on your heart that you just had you know surgery on. But then he came back to coach, but then they had a game against Penn State in the palestra of the weekend in which he just said, "No, Phil Martelli, you can coach this game," which I've never seen before in my life. Um, and- and there was the incident before that about with like him, like the rumors oh, of him yeah, punching but, or getting in the strength coach's face or something. He still isn't back with the program. I think he hasn't come yeah. back since then. Um, yeah. who, the guy's also like six, eight. So like he's, he's probably staring Juwan in the face, like in the eye. Like yeah. he's not a, he's not a <laughs> small dude. Um, there was that whole thing. Cause people thought like, Oh, Juwan's done. Like he's fired. Yeah. It comes out yesterday that Doug McDaniel, their star freshman point guard is not playing the next six road games only. Yeah. But he's playing he, at home, supposedly. It, that, that's why. And took he announced it. Post. Like it wasn't yes. Michigan. He posted it, and I was like, "What?" Yeah. Like, it's like Doug. Doug. Doug announces that he's suspended for six road games. Like, yes, which I don't. Was like, is this the only? <laughs> I, the only thing I, I could think of was like maybe they're actually. I think, but I would think it would come from the university. Of like, okay, he's missing too much class or something. They're like, you don't get because there travel. was a rumor that he that's that the only he didn't thing. make grades. Yeah, there's a rumor that he didn't make grades the first semester that he was going to be done completely because like there was that rumor and then they lost a game at home. Um, it was like two games prior, I think, to the Palestra game. It was like a close game and they lost and like he like was like crying and people were like, oh, this you know that means you know maybe it's his last game in Michigan because he'll probably it, jump pro. But now he's it, still playing. I don't know. Like, it, I was just like, when I saw he wasn't doing it on the road, I was like, can he not leave the state of Michigan? Is this like a court order? Yeah, <laughs> that was the other like... thing I thought of too. I'm like, maybe he's like, he's like on house arrest. He can't go more than like 500 <laughs> feet from his house or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was the that was the only thing I thought of. I was like, would slightly make sense, but also wouldn't be like totally. But also, why wouldn't the university like announce this something. and make it like somewhat more like understandable versus? I don't know. Or maybe it's like a maturity thing. They're like, we can't trust you like away from yeah, your home where you're going to be supervised. I don't I have no idea. Super weird yeah. and dumb. <clears throat> um, but as it stands now, Purdue is three and two in the Big Ten. So they've played five games, which means the, the Big Ten season is a quarter of the way done. Um, there's still some, a lot of part of your team to still have to play their fifth game. Um, overall, as it stands right now, what are your overall thoughts about the Big Ten as a whole? Uh, I think it's going to be a, uh, the road is just going to eat people up. I think, I don't, I don't yeah. know. I think it's just going to be a yeah, battle. Go. I think with the top, like, I think it, like two, you asked two weeks ago, it was like Purdue, Illinois and everybody else. Mm-hmm. And now it still kind of seems like it's Purdue, Illinois and Wisconsin. Yeah. 
than everybody else, but that everybody else <laughs> is pretty all lumped together and it's, like yeah, interchangeable outside yeah. of Maryland. That looks just like that's from what I've seen. Maryland just looks yeah. like totally inept at like scoring the basketball. Which yeah, it's wild. I don't I don't get it. Um, you look at the standings right now. So you've got Wisconsin's in first at four and zero. Then you've got two teams tied for second. They've only played four games as well. You got Minnesota Northwestern at three and one. Um, Illinois two and one, which they played tonight against Michigan State. Um, then you've got three teams with two losses. You've got Nebraska, Purdue, and Indiana all at three and two. Um, Nebraska's thirteen and three on the on the season though. So I mean that they obviously yeah, who they played. But, I mean right. Yeah, who? Um, you got three teams with three losses. Uh, well, everybody else has three losses. You got Penn State two and three, Ohio State two and three, and then uh, the rest of the teams are all one and three. Michigan, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan State, and Rutgers are all one and three. I think yeah, going on into Tuesday, I saw a stat that Big Ten teams in conference play on the road they were six for twenty, six and twenty. There were others like both, six and twenty four or something. Well, then yeah, that night Iowa oh. and both lost on the road, so they went to six and twenty two. But then I think okay. yesterday, that's it. I think yesterday. Both road teams won, so now it's eight. Okay. Northwestern North won at Penn State, Wisconsin won at Ohio State. Um, you have anything else? I mean, we can kind of maybe start bringing some games and wrapping this thing up. Um, Indy sure, I'm, just, I'm just laughing. I'm just laughing at the tweet Tanner sent. Uh, I don't know from Dan, her buddy Dan Dockich. Oh, jeez. I'm just laughing. The Maryland-Michigan basketball game is the worst Big Ten basketball game I've ever watched in terms of effort. Speaking of. <laughs> Dan Dockich, hilarious man. He's he's going off the deep end. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know what's going on there. Um, he went absolutely off after Indiana lost to Nebraska, which is Indiana bounced back by, and beat Ohio State by at 16. home. But hey, by they 16, lost by yeah. sixteen yeah. as well. Yeah. So we're uh, time is a flat circle. Same. Um, no cameras. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Indiana just got absolutely embarrassed at Rutgers the other night, just from an effort standpoint, and just. I mean, Rutgers was 0-3 going to the game, and they kind of manhandled them towards the end. Our boy, Xavier Johnson, got kicked out of the game for oh, a repeat yeah. offense of violating a man's privacy. Um, yeah. Um, any other thoughts before we start picking games before we kind of start wrapping this thing up? No. Just curious. I guess I, guess, I, guess I have a question. Back. Yeah. yeah, which I mean, actually what's interesting is I thought about this, which I don't necessarily like. So Purdue plays Penn State on Saturday. And then we have a visit. Uh, this is kind of where I get worried. Yeah. This is where I get worried. You know, Purdue's lost two road games. I mean, granted, the road, but it's, it's, again, it's going back. It's Northwestern and Nebraska, which I guess right now, like, they're not terrible. We'll see where things end up. Um, but it's like, you know, you still have road games at IU, at Illinois, at Wisconsin, um, even at, I think at Michigan. Uh, I don't know if we play at Michigan or not. I can't remember. Maybe we do. Um, so it's like you got to – I mean, like if Purdue wants to win the Big Ten, which I know they do, you know, you got, you've got a lot of still tough road games. Which, I mean, it feels like Purdue always plays up to their competition and maybe sometimes even down. So hopefully – Yeah, I and, and I think it's more of what do you – like what's Saturday and Tuesday look like as far as, okay, this team going to – bounce back i mean they've got a lot more experience so theoretically they're not gonna they shouldn't get rattled and they should kind of learn right. from it i was also kind of thinking like, okay well purdue is also the 
like the, the critique, I guess, under Painter is that they, they, peak, they peak early, like last year. Yeah. I mean, they blew everybody out, kind of came out of nowhere in November, Which is December. Weird because I feel like ten years ago it was the complete opposite. It was like you know, Purdue struggled early because yeah. you had like you had like the baby boilers who like you know would lose to Wofford at home, and then all yeah. of a sudden they would you know then win the Big Ten or yeah. you know um, the Dakota Matthias Vince Edwards teams where it's like again you know they would you know lost early and then they went on with went seventeen in a row going into the, mm-hmm. the tournament. So it's like but then you had this like last couple of years. Yeah, it's like something's kind of – it's flipped back. Yeah, so it's kind of – I'm almost like, okay, you've had a couple losses in early January, and like there's still a lot of time left, and it's still like mm-hmm. – you still have had Zach E, National Player of the Year, having like his borderline two pretty two kind of bad games. bad games for him. Yeah. Um, and Braden Smith has kind of struggled. It seems like definitely Nebraska was a bad game for Braden Smith. I mean – Fletcher Lawyer, we were we were texting about it the whole game. He looked terrible against Nebraska. And like they're yeah, three, three best three most important players. And like, okay, Edie has a below average game and Braden and Fletcher were fairly bad, honestly, or kind of or bad for their stance. Like that just can't happen. You can't have yeah. all three of them. Yeah, like, you, can't kind have, of a, you can't have along with Nebraska getting super hot. But, right. Yeah, it was a it was a perfect storm. Um, so I'm not like exactly. I think at the like Tuesday night I was I think pretty <laughs> Like, oh gosh, like this season's over. Because that's a lot of yeah. people, as people do, whenever Purdue loses to an inferior team, it all comes back to, well, this is exactly what FDU did to Purdue. This is exactly, it reminds me of the FDU game, which I don't think that game reminded me of the FDU just because Purdue shot pretty well. I mean, there was a, there was a, a span in the first half, maybe even the second half, where I saw some flashes of, like, guys didn't want to shoot. Yeah, um, same, yep. So that, that's where I was a little worried. It was just like and a couple of times. Like, I felt because like Mason is so good at when he catches and shoots. And there were a couple of times he would catch it, pump fake, and then reload and then shoot, and he missed it. It's like that's not yeah. like it's not his. That's not. I'd love to see the, the stats on when he just catch and shoot versus when he has to well, reload. I feel like yeah, it's, and they like all like Fletcher is the only one I can remember like think of where they have it. They pump the guy blows by. He does a dribble and like hits it. Most like yeah. it feels like ninety five percent of the time when they do that they miss because it's like out of rhythm right. and like yeah, it's, it should yeah. be like a practice jump shot, but still. Um, the the part I agree. I don't think it was the same as Farley Dickinson. No, but the part that made it seem somewhat was it just like Edie. I know he ended up with ten shots. I don't know how that must have been like put back to stuff. It just seemed like they weren't getting the ball to Edie like that yeah. when he was in, which is what they did to Farley Dickinson. But that's what I was thinking the whole time watching that game with last year was like just give the ball to Edie. Like he he's got a foot on everybody he's guarding him. Yeah, he's got three of them, but he just go up, right. he's going to make some of them. He should get fouled like about every time. And if he misses, they've got three guys around him, so they just crash the board yeah. or something. Like, yeah. And it just seemed like they couldn't get it to him, they wouldn't get him to him, or they did and he was way far away, and then he'd try to pass out of it, and it was just like, go get a charge. I don't. If Edie steps on someone and gets a charge, I'd almost be like, okay with it, because it's like aggressive. Maybe the guy will think I twice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I feel like if he lowers his shoulder and just like yeah. puts a guy in the third row, it's okay. Maybe he won't do that again. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the guy will think twice and back back up. But yeah. Make I, him I, call. Yeah. Instead I of really... like fading away. Like he, I feel like he was fading yeah. away quite a bit against Nebraska too. I mean, obviously getting triple teamed and pushed back and bumped and hammered, but still, I don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't feel like it was a few game just from the fact that it, was, it wasn't like Purdue wasn't struggling to score a lot. I mean, they mm-hmm. scored 72 points. Shot the percent from the free th- from three. Um, like, see, if you look at, the, I mean, like, which I always hate people do this, but like, when you look at the box, where like, it, like you look at it, like, pretty okay, you know, again, they, you know, shot okay from the field. They shot, you know, 11 15 from the free throw line. You know, all that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, 14 turnovers isn't great, but it's not, you know, the worst they've ever they had. They had worse. Yeah, they've had worse. But then you see the score, and you're like, holy crap, they lost by 16. But 
I don't know. Yeah. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because actually, going back to last, what I was started saying is last year, Purdue, um, um, Purdue played Penn State before going to Indiana because that was a game where Mason broke Robbie's three point record. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, sweet. We're going to be locked and loaded for Bloomington. And then they found themselves down 15 and a half. <laughs> Um, so that didn't happen this year. Um, but looking ahead to the Big Ten this week and going into next week, um, who do you got for the Maryland Michigan game that's going to end in about? Oh. It's got seven minutes left in the game. Uh, Maryland, they're on a roll. Yep. Um, and then two of our most favorite programs uh, Michigan State's at Illinois, nine o'clock Eastern on FS1. Illinois is three and a half point favorites. I think Illinois rolls. I don't know. It blows them out. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tomorrow night, Fox Sports One, six thirty Eastern. You have the Minnesota Golden Gophers traveling down to Bloomington to face the Hoosiers. Are you? I think Indiana I think. rolls in that one. Just pick, give me the home team, pretty much against everybody. <laughs> yeah. uh, then Friday night as well, nine thirty BTN, uh, Nebraska at Iowa. I could see Nebraska winning that just because of, I, I don't know, it. just because of coming off do of like they, their best do they, game. Of do the they season. fall flat because they're yeah. like over? Actually, you're over. right. Never mind. They're going to yeah. shoot one. They're going to go one for 25 yep. from three. Yep. Yeah. Tommy Naga, 0 for 7. Yeah. I know, that's a, I know he probably shoots a ton. He's like, he's a 38 he yeah. point shooter. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm sure that's on high volume, but it's not like, like he's not like shooting 50% on the season. No. He's happened to shoot yeah. 75% against Purdue. It's yeah. when he's on, it's like, because yeah, it just like it just yeah. ignites everything. It just he starts playing NBA Jam and he's literally on fire. Um, we'll save Saturday for a second. Uh, we got Northwestern at Wisconsin on Saturday noon Eastern BTN. I'm just assuming Wisconsin wins by 15. I, I, think, <laughs> I think Wisconsin. They're wins. pretty athletic. The AJ Store, their uh, transfer yeah. from St. John's, he's uh, he's pretty good. Uh, I think Northwestern. I think Northwestern's not very good. I think they're frauds. Three yeah. and one in the Big Ten. I think that's a, I think that's going to end up being not a not a good loss. I don't know. Maybe I don't think I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I then Purdue, no. <laughs> Purdue's game uh, against Penn State. Nittany Lions travel to West Lafayette, two fifteen Eastern on BTN. Score prediction MVP. Ed Ed revenge game. Or yep. I think he goes he goes twenty and twenty. I think he gets twenty points. Ooh, okay. Dominate. That's my bold take. I think he's just to be different. Over. And just because I love the kid, I know he gets a lot of flack, which some of it's a lot of it's warranted because his defense is awful at times. But I think Fletcher Lawyer has a bounce back game. Uh, you don't think Heidi's going to start? I don't think so. I, I, mean, I mean, like, I mean, if it, if, when it happens, it always happens after a loss. But no, he didn't change the lineup after the Northwestern game. Um, I don't think he's not. I, that was. I don't think he will. Um, just because, like, I mean, he did it at half. The only reason I, I paused there is because he did it at halftime. So, like, I mean, that's obviously, obviously rewarding the guys who played well. But I don't know. I think uh, I'm going to say Lawyer goes. I think it was four more matchups, of, too. But yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say Lawyer goes four of nine from three uh, and pretty wins by four of nine. He's going to shoot nine threes. Yep. Okay. I'm feeling it. Um, I think pretty wins 80 to 6 1. 80 to 61. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sunday, we've got Rutgers at Michigan State. Uh, I think Michigan State wins that one. This is also at noon Eastern. Yeah, give me the home game. Give me the home team. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, God, this game's going to be a blowout. Um, yeah, at, I calling think that Illinois, game, Illinois is going to win. Illinois. Illinois is going to win by 25, <laughs> at least. Yep, I agree with you. Uh, oh, there's our games Monday. Okay. Uh, good football game rivalry. Uh, Monday night or, or – oh, it's Martin Luther King Day. That's why. Okay. I was like, why is this game at noon? Uh, <laughs> noon Eastern on Monday, uh, first time in two, three years or two years that Purdue has not played on this day. Uh, Ohio State at Michigan. Maybe Ohio – I don't know. I don't like to go off state this one. I think Michigan sucks. There's only a handful of teams I'll pick to lose at home. Michigan's one of them. Maryland's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, four o'clock – or sorry, six o'clock Eastern on Big Ten Network, Iowa at Minnesota. Um, hmm. I think Minnesota wins at home. I think – yeah, I, I, I watched Minnesota the other night, and I kind of like – Minnesota team. Ben Johnson getting it going. Yeah. Then Tuesday, least favorite game of the whole freaking season. Um, Boilers travel down to Bloomington, 7 o'clock Eastern on Peacock. Um, will Purdue, oh, will they be number one? I don't know. I, was, <laughs> I, was like, I don't think so. Be, I know, I, but if everybody loses. Jump, you think UConn jumps? Unless they lose, I don't. I don't know if they're scheduled to lose this. But you think not uh, jumps? I don't know. Actually, I can see like Purdue getting knocked just because they because like all, all the other teams lost by like single digits, whereas Purdue got ran out the gym. I can see them being um, penalized for well, that. UConn plays. Okay, UConn plays Georgetown. Is not very good on Sunday, so that's probably a win. And that was a plan. That might be their next game. They beat Xavier. They beat Xavier on last night. Yeah. yeah. So they're probably going to win out or win yeah. before that. Um, I don't know. I mean, they have two losses, but one of those is to Kansas. So, yeah. I bet. I mean, I feel, I feel like they do. That's why they always do. It's just like, oh, if you lose, you fall down. It doesn't matter, even though Purdue right. clearly has, like, a really, really good resume and – I think yeah. you had said Lenardi or someone posted that even if Purdue lost to Nebraska, they weren't falling off the one line. So yeah, I mean, not, 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 not even for one line, the number one overall seed. Like, oh, okay. He said, he said yeah, yeah. He, goes, he had put it that day, even if Purdue loses today, they will not fall off the number That's, one overall seed. I think I think Purdue ends up at number two. Now that I think about it, I think Purdue's number two. Yeah. Just because yeah. you're right. I think UConn moves up. I think everybody else just falls back and Purdue goes two. Maybe, maybe Houston falls further. Than, yeah. But uh, – What's your prediction for the uh, the game against the Hoosiers next Tuesday? Uh, I think it comes down to the wire. I think Purdue wins by. I think it's. I think IU has a three to tie that that doesn't fall. So I think Purdue wins by three. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Purdue. Yeah. Like, I don't. I only watch IU occasionally just because you're usually complaining about it. Um, yep. <laughs> so then I'll watch, and I'll agree. I am not super impressed with them. I'm not either, but it's. I mean, I've seen. But it's a rivalry game. Cream team. So, yeah, I've seen the early Tom yeah. Crean teams who had no business mm-hmm. like hanging with the baby bowlers by three. With yeah, the yeah, exactly. Verdell Jones misses a half court shot that would have tied exactly. it. <laughs> um, That's what I mean. That's what I can see. Yeah, being, they're going like, to play out the. Be cool. yeah. yeah, I mean, they played Kansas really tough at home. I mean, they, I mean that place is going to be rocking. Um, and I think. Play. I think once they, when they come to Mackey, though, I think different story. I think Purdue. I, I, I would agree. Yeah. The only thing that worries me is I know two years ago because he didn't play. I thought last that last year. year though. I thought that last year too though. So, but yeah, yeah. Um, two years ago at Mackey, Xavier Johnson and and 
Trace Jackson Davis like absolutely worked Purdue with the pick and roll all game. And so that does worry me with Khalil Ware because he's athletic, he's tall, he's seven foot, he can get up and get it. Um, obviously, but Edie's two years older now and better, so we'll see. But that that does worry me. And he's he's a lot more mobile now than he was two years it ago. It's true. Yeah. Um, I think I think I'm pick Purdue. Um, it's a close one. I think Purdue wins. 74 68 okay. six at the end they get a couple it comes out they start getting fouled we hit our free throws and then they miss miss a three or something and all that yeah. um yep. that was a really good game i mean before we probably record next we'll probably record sometime around this time next next week i feel um, like we're i feel like you have to do one before that evening but maybe not i don't know yeah, it's a quick turnaround for us because <laughs> we're so consistent. Um, before we get out of here, I want to thank our sponsors as always. Uh, first one being Mad Mush. They've been with us from the beginning. Um, glad to have them on board again. Uh, they do have a new pizza of the month. It is January, so this is the second time we've said it. It is uh, Rage Against the Resolution, as I was very sad last week when this happened because it was the, the same day at the news that Radiance Machine is no longer a band anymore. They're not touring anymore. So I was very sad to see this, but this pizza looks delicious. You got topped with ham, deli, uh, cup and charred pepperoni, salami, onions, pepper peppers, and mozzarella cheese finished with a Parmesan and Romano cheese blend and an Italian aioli. Uh, looks delicious. Um, obviously, uh, if, you, if you order online or use the promo code BREAK5, get $5 off. Any order um, over, I'll get five dollars off. Any order over twenty dollars. If you're going to be, if you're going to be going on campus this Saturday for the Penn State game, you get over at like four, you know, like four fifteen. That's a weird time to eat dinner. Might as well hop on over to Mad Bush. Tell us, tell them we sent you. Get some cheese, get some pizza, get some beer. Enjoy yourself. Um, and then we also want to thank um, the shop. As well, they've been, you know, I'm on my shirt, uh, the drum. If you're watching us live, um, they've been doing their thing since 2011. They started in a started in a garage. Now they've got two retail locations. They've got, you know, one in Carmel, one in Rockville area. They've got shirts for everybody. If you're a Boilermaker, a Hoosier, Butler Bulldog, DePaul Tiger, uh, Wabash. Uh, no, Wabash, no, sorry. Do they have Wabash? I should probably check that. Probably. I would say probably. Uh, they have a lot Indiana of State. The second best team in the state, Indiana State, the Gamores. No, um, no, no, no. Come on. Butler. That's true. Oh, after after last night, actually, yeah, I'll take that back. Oh. Uh, you got to check Ken Palm. Um, that's what I'm going to turn it by. <laughs> um, if, you, or if you're looking to buy something online, they, so they recently came out some new Purdue gear and some uh, new Gene Katie line. If you, use pro, if you go to the shopindy.com, use promo code BREAKDOWN, you will get 25% off your first purchase. Uh, we're so glad to have the shop back again uh, with us. They make great shirts. Makes everybody happy. Um, glad to have my mushroom on again. And uh, yeah, this has been a Thanks for hopping on tonight, Andrew. I know you've got yeah. daddy duties to end the yeah. night. Um, yeah. Any closing thoughts? I say there's not really a whole lot going on with football. Um, Nick Scorton went to Texas A&M because it was a complete yeah. shocker to everybody. Yeah. Uh, Purdue yeah. was a special teams coordinator yeah. officially today. Uh, Justin Sims becomes a tight ends coach slash analyst. He's not an official coach, it sounds like. He's like about 10 official assistant coaches. He's more of an analyst role, so it means like he's got some limited duties, I guess, in terms of like recruiting and all that kind of stuff. But nonetheless, promoted to, so it's cool to see those guys um, sticking around the program. Um, well, Purdue's picked up two Georgia wide receivers in the portal, which 
I guess we'll kind of wait and see. It's always, I mean, mm-hmm. the talent's obviously there. The production hasn't been there at Georgia, but obviously you're playing, you know, against every other five-star possible. Um, not a whole lot going on with football as we'll continue to monitor everything going on. I know the, the, obviously the portal's closed, but people can still commit that are in the portal. Um, yeah, any closing thoughts? No, just uh, hopefully bounce back game on Saturday. And Tuesday. Yeah, let's go 2-0. Yeah, hopefully sure. we're 2-0 by the next time we record. Uh, beat the Lions, beat the Hoosiers, boiler up, hammer down, hail Purdue.